Good evening, everyone. Welcome to our take on it. And it's Deborah and Jackie. And as you know, we're continuing with our biblical theme. Um, these are really good life lessons that we all can incorporate in our lives. And today lesson, we're going to talk about famous Joseph. Uh, I really love that story about Joseph because that story about Joseph talks about the fact that we are all destined for great things in this life, whether we, whether we're good or we're a bad person, because the, the, the truth about the matter is that God is a man that never lies. And when he make a covenant to something, he falls through on it. You know, it's not like if a parent said to you, well, if you don't pass your exam, you're not going to get that new shoes. God is not like that. Whatever he has in store for you, whether you're good or bad, he will let you have it. But the problem is this, the amount of greatness that he has for you, you also have to put the work in to achieve those greatness. You know, you're not just going to have it all handed to you. There are some things that he will give to you because based on situation, um, but other things, he really wants you to stretch out and go for that limit and walk that path and re and receive it. And so Joseph was the son of Jacob and Jacob had 12 sons. And you, we all grew up in a family where, and I know parents say, well, I don't have a favorite. Every parent have a favorite, right? Every parent have a favorite. What do you want to, I love all my children the same. No, you don't. No, you don't. There is that one child. And if you have one, when he, 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 there's nobody to compare to. But if you have more than one, whether you're twins or not a twin or quadruple or whatever, there is that one child that that mother really spoil and cuddle their entire life. They shelter their entire life. And the rest of the, the siblings can see it. And it really sometimes can turn ugly. You know, it can really turn ugly. And, and so in the, in Joseph's case, that's what happened because Jacob favored, you know, Joseph, he made him a nice coat. Nobody else had a Coke, right? And Joseph always think he knows everything. And then you make matters worse. He had a dream and he has to come and tell them that they all bow down to him. Like what, who are you that I'm going to bow down to? Right. Yes. But then when God has chosen you, you see, Sometimes when God has chosen you, the enemy has to put up, you know, opponent to, to bring you down to say, no, you're not a chosen one who told you you're a chosen one. And regardless to how many trials and tribulation, that greatness that you have within you to manifest, you're going to have to go through some trials and tribulation in order to remain great. And Joseph had to do that when his brother sold him into slavery, right? Cause he was so even when he went to, to, to into slavery and Pharaoh said, you're a slave. He says, I'm not a slave. How could you look at me as a slave? Well, you are now you're my slave. I bought you as a slave, you know? And even the word of God said, we were all bought into slavery. And when Jesus came and died for us, and he sets us free. And in Joseph's case, that was exactly what was happening. And in spite of the wickedness and the tribulation that Joseph had to go through, he remained Faithful. And I think that was what was special about Joseph and even like us, regardless of what we're going through, regardless of trials, regardless of the tribulation, we have to remain faithful. We have to remain in God's presence. We can't let our problems become bigger than us. And if we don't have those problems, how would we know what our strengths are, right? And that's the thing about Joseph. Joseph had a big mouth. He was very boastful. Sometimes 
the other thing to be, but we can't overly be boastful because our strength and our gifts can be altered by that boastfulness. Because yes. God doesn't love a person who's too proud of themselves. You know what I mean? You have to be humble. You have to have the fruit of the spirit. Humility. The Bible is all about humility. And it talks about not being overly confident, overly boastful, overly, you know, as if you're bigger than everybody else. And Joseph was a bit of that in the beginning with his brothers. But then when they sold him into slavery, you see how quick he become humble. Well, I think, you know, that is a great aspect of it is that he did have a goal, which was to live with purpose, you mm-hmm. know, because he, he had a dream, as you said, and these dreams told him of his greatness that was yet to come. And like you so accurately said, Deb, it took a while for it to manifest. Mm-hmm. And the evolution of it is that Joseph did live with excellence. And that's what I like about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I say excellence, it's like even when he was sold as a slave and he was, you know, um, bought by someone and handed over naked. The Bible still says that Joseph was prosperous and highly favored. Mm-hmm. So he had that blessing on him, you know, and he everywhere he went and, and basically he was serving a master uh, impeccably to the point where he was running the whole household. Mm-hmm. And then the master's wife took a liking to him Ugh. because the Bible says he yeah. was built. He was, wife. <laughs> yeah. he was an attractive young man. So she wanted him to lie with her mm-hmm. constantly. And she just sort of peered out of every corner of the house, making her plea, you know. And eventually it turned into a situation where to escape her, he lost part of his garment. And yeah. she accused him of rape, basically. Yes. And he wound up in prison. But then in prison, he was in charge of all the prisoners. Yes. And then eventually he made it out to the palace. And, you know, he got the top job. He was Pharaoh's right hand. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's interesting is can all of us wait patiently for our golden moments or do we do things where we say I'm not going to leave this up to God I'm going to intervene I'm going to direct my own path and this is how we veer off we cause all kinds of problems and issues but Joseph always gave credit to God for everything that he got the good times as well as the bad and he treated every situation he was in as though it was leading him to a more positive outcome and that's what we as people have to try to do and it's really really difficult like when you're you know, you look at your bank statement and there's no money. It's hard to be positive and say, well, you know, next month will be better. You know, um, you know, it's, it's really tough. And we go through these down cycles, you know, where it's almost impossible for us to even believe that there's any spiritual intervention because we feel like we're so rock bottom. Mm-hmm. But how can we find that faith to believe? Yeah. And especially when we find ourselves praying for certain things and it's not manifesting. But what I want my listeners to realize is that, and even with Joseph, he said when he was imprisoned, he said to one of the prisoners, he said, listen, God absence doesn't mean he's silence. No, God's silence doesn't mean he's absence, you know? And that is, that is real because sometimes we don't hear God talking back to us. We don't hear that spirit. We don't feel that tug in our spirit, that God is in alliance with us. And we think, well, we're out here alone. And I think that's what a lot of people um, use as a clutch to not, you know, serve God. Because they look around and they see how many things are happening. Like, okay, why did the earthquake happen? Or why did my family have to die this way? Where is God in the middle of all this? But God's silence doesn't mean he's absent. You know, God doesn't have to always show up when we need him. 
He's not always on. He's not always there when we need him, but he's always on time because our time is not God time. We don't, he don't work for us. No, because his plans that he has made must be fulfilled. That's why the Bible keeps saying, if it's God's will, it will be done. God's will must be done. So whether you want to wait 15 years or 15 days or 15 months, it's up to you. If you want to give up on that time, hey, God is not stopping you. But either ways, even when you deflect from the time zone or the time frame that you were looking for an expectation, you didn't get it. He always comes through. You didn't get it 10 years ago, but guess what? You get it now. You've been searching for a husband 10 years ago and all you get is some deadbeat. And then one day you wake up and boom, God put the man, exactly the man that you prayed for all these years in front of you. You know, so I think we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace and a little bit of time and patience in order to let God's will be done in our life. That's why he said, lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And that's why Joseph was able to not lean on his own understanding. And the other thing I want to say is that what I notice is that why is it that we're so comfortable believing what comes from another person's heart rather than what's within our own heart? If we believe and trust what's within our own heart, we'll end up with less broken hearts. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, but it is a process of where you evolve by coming into your own. Mm -hmm. And these dreams that Joseph had, um, he was 17, as you say, he was totally immature. So, of course, he boasted about it and mm -hmm. said to his brothers, you know, look, I'm going to rule over you. I'm, I'm, I'm the chosen child. You know, I'm the favorite. And nobody wanted to hear that. And mm -hmm. that's why they basically made plans to get rid of him. Mm -hmm. and, and this is it's so true in every aspect of, of our society these days. That if, if someone basically sees you as a threat to them, whether it be in their job or even amongst their own family, mm -hmm. people look for ways to demote you. To, mm -hmm. to bring you down. But if it is God's will to promote you, you have to be prepared to go through that waiting period. Mm -hmm. And this is the hard part. From 17 till age 30, when Joseph took his place of prominence, those 13 years were agonizing for him. It's hardship. It was tough. It was hardship. Yeah. It was sacrifice. Uh, it was keeping his mouth shut and, and using the word that you use so accurately, which is humility. Mm -hmm. He had to humble himself, uh, you know, uh, and realize that he was in a position where he had to um, bow down to others mm -hmm. until it was his time to rise to where he was meant to rise. Exactly. You said it because, you know, when we think about Jesus, this is why Jesus always say to him, to, to us as an example, he said, always be willing to serve because God, when Jesus came, he didn't came for us to serve him. He came as a servant. He served. He was a royal priesthood, but he served. So it's an example. Everything comes in two. It comes by an example and it, and it comes with signs. And when signs are given, it means this is the way things should be. And when examples are given, this is the way things should be done. So Jesus Christ, when he came, he did those two examples. He gave signs and he gave example. So he wasn't just talking the talk, but he was walking the walk. Right. He said, OK, if any man were to come unto the father, he must be baptized by the Holy Spirit. And he allowed John to baptize him. He can just come and say, well, you have to be baptized. But he didn't get baptized. 
that wouldn't make any sense, right? Mm-hmm. So Jesus Christ have always been that perfect example of everything that he expects from us. And that's why when God created us in his image, he didn't leave anything out. I look at you, I see God. You look at me, you see God. But it's funny that God is a multicultural. He's multicultural. He's not one look. That one look, you look at the person and say, I see God. You look at whether you're Asian or, you know, uh, European or black or whatever. God is in all of us. And it's for us to find him. Absolutely. And, and with Joseph, Joseph knew that God's silence didn't mean that he was absent. God delayed didn't mean that he was denied. So with all these things, when, when we, when we don't see things manifesting as fast as they should, and even if we knew what our purpose, and we ask, what is our purpose? You ask a three-year-old right now, what do you want to be when you grow up? And right away they have to ask, I want to be an archaeologist. I want to be an engineer. I want to be a doctor. I want to be, and then you and I at the age of 50, we're still figuring out what, what, what do I want to be? What, what purpose do I serve? A lot of us haven't still found our purpose yet. We're still searching for that. Whereas some people actually knew their purpose. Like Joseph knew what his purpose was to rule. He was a ruler. He knew that from since he was 17. And he had to go through these things in order to become that. Because there are a lot of people who want to be a leader, but they don't know how to lead. They want to, they want to be a leader, but they don't even know how to keep their followers. You know, so... Joseph had to learn, not, not because he knew what his title or his accomplishment or his purpose was. He also had to learn how to receive it, how to keep it, and really how to use it. Oh. And so those years of, of trials and tribulation taught him how to be humble, how to be a man of God, and just basically a lot about himself that he didn't know that he discovered his weaknesses, his strength. And he realized that, you know, his boastfulness of our strength and gifts lies within the power of God. Oh, really fantastic observations. Very, very good. And I think if you were to kind of summarize Joseph very quickly, you would basically say that he lived with purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, He removed the obstacles from his life, or, or God did anyway, when he got the 11 brothers out of his way because they didn't want good things for him. And secondly, he accepted failure mm-hmm. and then he found excellence and he achieved success. So it was a process. And sometimes I will say as my final observation is that sometimes you are not where God needs you to be to promote you. Mm-hmm. And you have to go through certain things so that when he gives you what you are destined to fulfill, you are able to handle it because sometimes you're not in a position to receive. And that's why there's a process involved. Also, you can even think of yourself at work. You're waiting for a promotion, but then your, your manager to have seen, you know, a couple of things that you need to improve and they might bring it up in your performance review. So, you know, you need to work on this if you want to be here and you start preparing for that role, right? Because our pain is really the key to our greatness. And our struggles is the key to our greatness. So anything, nothing comes easy. So anything that you want, just remember, you have to work for it. And it doesn't matter if you have to bruise, toil, or scale. You're going to get it because why? It's within you. It's your purpose. It's your greatness. And you have to go for it. Unless you decide, I don't want it, then it's your choice. It's it's not going to come to you. And so, like I said, if you're at work and there's a position that you want, your supervisor 
if he really wants you to grow and he wants you to, to get to where you need to be, he will tell you what your weaknesses are. And it's okay because your weakness is your strength. I keep saying it because it is, it is, you know, and Joseph knew what his weakness was. He was very boastful and he had to shut that down and become humble in order to be exalted. Yeah, it's a great story. And we would just like to conclude by saying, continue to read the Bible because sometimes you can avoid life's pitfalls by realizing that so many great people of the Bible have made all these mistakes before us. So if we read their stories, it can direct our lives down a much smoother path mm -hmm. where we don't have to go through the hardship that, you know, other people went through, but yet we're still considered great men of God because, yes. you know, God loved them deeply. He understood their failings and he promoted them in all the right ways. Yeah. And we are too anointed to be disappointed. So keep praying, keep holding on to God's hands and just wait for God to tell you when to make that move. Don't be so anxious. Don't be so quick because you've tried it your way and you fail miserably. So try it God's way and you would see the amount of success and prosperity that will come your way. My name is Deborah. And my name is Jackie.